Welcome to Chip Chat Network Insights. Conversations exploring network transformation through interviews with industry experts. Welcome to Chip Chat Network Insights. My name is Allison Klein. We're coming to you live from Mobile World Congress, and I am very excited to have two guests with us in the studio Jake Zim. Senior Vice President of Virtual Reality at Sony, and Jason Elliott, 5G Marketing Development at Nokia. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Good morning. It's great to Welcome. be here. Yeah, yeah, good morning. So, Jake, it's your first time on Chip Chat. Why don't you go ahead and start off with an introduction of your role at Sony and how it relates to Mobile World Congress this week? Sure. Well, it's really exciting to be here. There's so much going on, lots of amazing technology. I represent content. So I work at Sony Pictures, the movie studio, and I oversee our immersive entertainment business. So we are dedicated to building the business of immersive entertainment with a focus on virtual reality. And really what that means is we see the opportunity to deliver deeper, richer experiences for our audiences based on the IP that we make movies with. Mm -hmm. So we're here with Spider-Man, with our partners at Nokia and Intel, to deliver the world's first multiplayer VR game over 5G. And that's a really exciting opportunity. It's the beginning, we think, of something really, really amazing. And we're starting to see what that actually could mean in terms of a market. Wow. Jason, let's move to you. The world's first multiplayer VR game over 5G. Yeah. Nokia knows a little bit about 5G and networks. Tell me about how you're engaged here and why Nokia has invested so much time and effort to bring this experience to mobile world. Yeah, it's really important that 5G, we typically think it's just another radio technology, but it's not, right? It's actually end-to-end. -end. So at Nokia, we're the only global provider of 5G end-to-end -end networks effectively. So everything from the radio base stations to the cloud, the core, and everything like that. So even though you've built this incredible infrastructure, it's about how these new services for 5G were going to get developed. And when we think about creating these new kind of immersive experiences through VR and AR, and like these incredible pieces of content that Sony Pictures has, it was just an incredible timing of all these things coming together. This is what's really exciting in the market. To be able to show something incredibly differential, and when we think about VR experiences traditionally, with the power of 5G, being able to do this as multiplayer was really, really exciting to us. And being a world's first with the type of content, we really saw this as a point where we would really move the needle in the market, where it's something nobody's really done this before at this kind of level with this type of technology. And building this kind of environment right now in, in this situation was perfect timing for the market. And we thought it was an incredible opportunity. Now, Jake, this is a real redefinition of content you know, we think about Sony Pictures as bringing fantastic movies to the screen, things that we can consume, but you're really changing the game in terms of something that we can interact in. Tell me about that and how Sony is looking at that as a, an opportunity for the company. We always think about how to get our audiences more engaged in our content. You hear the phrase people say when they've seen a great movie, I lost myself in the movie. I, I was there. I wasn't even aware that I was watching the movie. I felt like I was there with the characters. So when technology enables us as content creators to do more of that, to create a level of interactivity and connection and give the audience agency, some level of control over the story that they're actually a part of, that's very exciting to us. This is new in some ways. Video gaming has always given the gamer full agency. But the idea of taking some form of narrative and merging it with 
control, with agency, is something that we're very excited about. So when we talk about immersive entertainment, the idea is how do we deliver the entire world around the consumer, literally around them, and give them some aspirational role to play. So with Spider-Man, it's pretty clear. You want to thwip your way through a urban environment, swinging from skyscrapers. So that provides a lot of challenges, right, in terms of how you actually do it. But it also offers this wonderful, exciting, aspirational opportunity. So for us, in an era of interactive storytelling, Bandersnatch on Netflix is a good example. We are trying to find ways to do more of that because while our core business is making movies and television and doing a great job on what essentially is linear product, there is some space that we're interested in between pure gaming, PlayStation, for example, PC console gaming, and linear, as I call it, flatty storytelling. And this is a new space. And we're just very interested in figuring out what the right way to deliver the right piece of content is. Jason, let's go under the hood for a second. Sony's delivered an incredible technical challenge to our companies. What has the technology collaboration to deliver the underlying infrastructure been like between the companies? And where are we in terms of technology feasibility to deliver this type of experience? Yeah, I think this is what's really incredible now, again, back to the timing thing. So when Sony and the team came to us and said, you know, with VR, you need these sets of performance requirements to be able to deliver this. They said, can you really do this over 5G? You know, is it possible to do this? We said, yeah. So everything we've been testing to date, and you know, obviously we've been working with Intel for a long time now. We said, yeah, we have the radio technology. We have the edge cloud, which is the really important piece here. So obviously using AirScale and AirFrame, which is our edge cloud product, we said there's a way we can architect this so that we can do this multiplayer. We can lower the delay in the network enough where we can actually create this truly interactive experience. So we went into the labs in our US facilities and we actually got the teams together. They provided the software drops and we went through all the testing and we really did prove this out that we really could do this at scale consistently with the right level of performance, you know, and no impact at all. We're not compensating for anything. So that's really the power of 5G with Edge Cloud being able to deliver these new real rich media experiences. Now, how many users can actually engage in the virtual reality environment at the same time at Mobile World? We can do up to four players right now. So it's architecture for four players, but really with 5G, you can go way beyond that. That's the real capability of 5G is the fact that before with different experiences, we could only scale so far. And really what 5G allows us is to scale. That's what's really incredible about this whole new thing. So you can offer these very rich media services in immersive type environments at massive scale. And like you were talking about, Jake, is the fact that you're trying to engage with more and more audiences. This is the technology that's going to allow us to be able to deliver that content at that big scale level. The social component of it is critical. So the idea that it is multiplayer, the idea that at some point we can scale it to a massively multiplayer level is really important because when you talk about what's different with immersive technology, you have to add into the discussion the idea that you're in there with other people mm -hmm. and the ability to communicate with them in real time, the ability to look at them, yeah. to wave, to emote, to have conversations, to share information, to battle bad guys, whatever it may be. Clearly that's been proven in terms of the gaming world of what's successful in the business models that are driving pure gaming. But the idea of immersive entertainment and sharing an emotional moment, a storytelling moment, is key. Now, we did say, let's sort of put some constraints around what we're doing at Mobile World Congress. Let's do a four-player sort of ceiling in terms of the number of players. 
And frankly, there's a creative reason behind that too, not just the yep. technology stuff. Yep. But we have four great Spider-Man suits. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so from the new movie. So we wanted to make sure that everyone who played would have a chance to choose an individual suit, the homemade suit, the enhanced suit, the stealth suit. So we, you know, there's a little bit of a creative nudge that we put on the team to say, let's limit it to the four great suits that we have. So Spidey's been busy. He's designing different outfits. He's designing yeah. outfits. He's getting outfits from other very smart superhero friends of his yeah he's been very busy that's that, good that, to know that stealth yeah. uniform is absolutely fantastic yes it's by a way. favorite that's it's really a favorite cool. yeah <laughs> now i bet jake that you didn't just do this so that you could deliver it at mobile world congress what is your broader vision for this type of interactive engagement and is this demo going to carry further beyond this week our macro objective at sony pictures vr is to develop this business and to use various different sony ips to find new ways to tell stories, whether it be very narrative focused or very gaming interactive focused. And so we actually have a suite of products that we're releasing and have released. And our roadmap puts us into a plan to release over nine products this year. The Spider-Man specific initiative that we're here at Mobile World Congress to show is really built for this event. And it's really to show the 5G capability of what we're trying to do. We will take a version of this, a non-5G version, and it releases it to consumers this summer. That's something that we've done in the past in our previous Spider-Man Homecoming movie. So we have a new Spider-Man movie, Far From Home, releasing worldwide this July. So there will be a single-player version of what we're doing that will go to the home consumer mm -hmm. as part of that campaign. But the idea, I think, when we first sat down and started talking about this project with Nokia and Intel, it was sort of this like blue sky idea. What if we could do this? This is crazy, guys. <laughs> no way. And with the time frame that we have to sprint the to sprint, get this project yeah. done and our developers create VR and that team that did all the nuts and bolts work on this, an amazing job to get it to this point. Yep. We were talking about this last night. We were sort of saying, well, guys, you know, let's take a breath, raise a glass and say, okay, good job. We got here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's certainly a work in progress, what we have here, even at the booth. I mean, it still has so much enhancement that can be done, but what else can we do this? How does this continue to prove the point that an immersive entertainment piece of content with this IP and with this level of infrastructure and with this level of processing power, what else can we show? What else can we do with this? I think those conversations are just starting to happen. Yeah. Um, and when we're able to sort of take a risk on a project like this and come together with this kind of partnership and then show it, here, where there are major thought leaders walking around, getting wind of this, hearing about the project through these kinds of communications, it moves the industry along. And I was just in a cab coming over here with a guy. He kind of scratched his head and said, wait a sec, that Spider-Man thing, that's something that you guys are doing? Virtual reality never really made a whole lot of sense to me. But he was interested in it because of his personal relationship to Spider-Man, his awareness of it. And in a client meeting that he had last night, the operators were asking for content that could be delivered over high-speed networks, and he started to put those together, and now we're going to do, you know, have a conversation about what he can do with our kinds of content in the future. So it really is these types of gatherings where you may have a sort of head-scratcher of a partnership at first. Why are we bringing Spider-Man here? But when, in actuality, 
when you can affect real change in the business because of what happens, that's great. When the use case becomes clear, yeah. then the conversation flows. And it, I think it, that exactly. that's a great point. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I think the interesting thing is we're only one day into Mobile World Congress right now. So we're getting a lot of good feedback already from our you know service provider customers that have actually seen the demo. They're like, okay, now I understand why I need the power of this network that I'm building out. And now I need to think about how I take this incredible content and this experience and actually monetize it. So those conversations are actually starting. So once you actually get to this point of delivery and execution, you actually start to see and get feedback from your customers that will actually then drive the next steps that we need to do and think about to kind of take it to the next level in the future. That's what's really, really exciting. And Jason, I know that you and I have talked about 5G and the network edge many times before. When you look at the technology maturity in this space, it seems like 2019 is a ripe year for us to be having those conversations with comm service providers and stretching to be able to, in the near future, deliver this as something that Sony and other companies like Sony can deliver to customers at scale. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so 2019, we're seeing globally a lot of operators actually starting to launch 5G deployments. Obviously, we've signed a number of 5G contracts globally with some customers actually deploying in 2019. And Obviously, there are different sets of standards of 5G. The first standards actually are focused on the consumer market. So this enhanced mobile broadband piece of 5G, which is the first set of capabilities to get rolled out, which will support the low latency for services and the higher peak capacity. That's the first phase of 5G that will get deployed in 2019. And then beyond that into late 2020 and beyond is where we talk about the other sets of capabilities like network slicing in 5G that will bring even more capabilities so we can bring even more incredible experiences in the future as well. Well, at Intel, we're always excited to see what levels of creativity can be driven based on Intel architecture. This is a great opportunity to surprise and delight a lot of folks with a new reimagination of Spider-Man. Jake and Jason, thanks so much for sharing the story with us. One final question for you. If folks want to find out more about what, Jake, your organization is doing at Sony around virtual reality, And Jason, what your organization is doing for 5G. Can you tell us where we can find more information? Jake, you can go first. The easiest way is to follow us on social media at Sony Pictures VR on Twitter. You can also follow me at Jake Zim. I post every day generally one article about the industry that I'm reading or interested in or have a comment on. We're on Facebook and Instagram as well. So those are the easiest handles to get all the info on us. Yeah, same for Nokia. So we're at Nokia Networks. We're on all the social media platforms and LinkedIn as well. You can go to the website Nokia.com or uh, NokiaNetworks.com. We've got lots of white papers and brochures on 5G and the different business models as well. Well, I can't wait to get out of this chip chat booth and go check out your demo. Thanks so much for the time today, guys. It's been a real pleasure. My pleasure. Thank Thank you. you.